Hello, everybody. Welcome to In It Together. My name is Jeremy Augusta. I'm Emily Davis. We're going to cover a few things today, including the uh, Saudi Arabian or the Turkish journalist killed by Saudi Arabia, allegedly um, voter purging in Georgia and um, Republicans lying about uh, being pro or anti Obamacare. Um, So have you been following the uh, journalist killed in Turkey, right? Yes. Um, I feel like a lot more has come out in the last few days, though. Mm -hmm. Um, It also seems that Trump has been like pro Saudi Arabia. Strangely. Yeah, I feel like that's been pretty obvious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So like for those of you who don't know, um, a journalist was killed in the Saudi Arabian um, basically embassy in Turkey. Uh, the Turkish government says that they have proof that Saudi Arabia killed him. Saudi Arabia has denied this. But more evidence has come out saying that the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, basically the king of Saudi Arabia, um, had ordered this himself against this journalist Mm -hmm. and in response to that Donald Trump has said he thinks he's a really great guy who loves the people of his country Mm -hmm. which is typical Donald Trump fashion right well he has done business like with Saudi Arabia right or in Saudi Arabia yeah and his uh son Jared Kushner Mm -hmm. or his son-in-law has um extensive financial ties to Saudi Arabia um, so much so that, that the White House, it leaked that the White House said that those relationships were a concern. How is that legal for someone who works in the White House um, like that? It's not. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, that's why candidates typically disclose all of their um, financial information mm-hmm. in tax returns. Trump mm-hmm. didn't do that, obviously. Um, there are also ethic laws. So um, even like, so Jimmy Carter, for example, yeah. when he became president, he gave away his peanut farm. Which is um, yeah, a yeah, which yeah. is a famous comparison that is made. Um, Jimmy Carter gave up this insignificant peanut farm, <laughs> while Donald Trump and his family still have Donald Trump still has regular like control and oversight into the Trump organization through his two sons. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the, great. <laughs> yeah. So the like litmus test is supposed to be public, the court of public opinion. Right. So if you see that your um, political leaders are. Obviously corrupt and all obviously have interests that are not the same as yours and that are a conflict of interest to yours. Mm-hmm. You probably shouldn't vote for them. Um, <laughs> that unfortunately did not work in 2016. Yeah, clearly. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's going to. I don't think anybody who votes for Trump really cares. Um, especially yeah. foreign policy wise. Mm-hmm. Um, like Donald Trump is obviously incompetent. Right. And he like. The Trump voters don't care. Like, it's the economy, stupid, is do you, really... Do you think they'll care about the journalist being killed no, and Trump... They already, they, if they, a journalist could be killed in America by a White House official, and I don't think half of the Trump voters would care. True. What do you think is going to come from this in general? Anything? Um, nothing. No. Nothing out of the U.S. So, like, other countries mm-hmm. like England and, and France and Europe are going to use this to say, okay, obviously this is why we're not going to support Saudi Arabia anymore. Right. And a lot of tech giants have pulled out support with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. But I don't think Trump or the White House really care about it. No, I mean, they were one of the countries left off of the list of, you know, the travel ban, like, yeah. which is very curious. Incredibly just, suspicious. Yeah. Even though they may have played a role in like 9-11 and things like that. <laughs> and a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, a lot of terrorism yeah, worldwide, right. including funding a civil war right yeah. to on their southern border. Exactly. Donald Trump has this thing where he he, he doesn't... So did you hear about, um, I think it was in the primary, a Republican hmm. um, candidate body slammed a reporter. 
I heard a little bit about that. Who was that? Do you know? Um, I don't know his actual name. I believe he was somewhere in Wisconsin. Are you looking that okay. up? Um, okay. <laughs> well, he's looking that up. Trump got on stage with him and mm-hmm. endorsed him and said, like, he's my kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And then when a reporter asked, he, like, do you have the name? Greg Gianforte. Gianforte. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. basically, he's running for governor, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he body slams this reporter. He goes up in the polls, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, <laughs> wins wins the primary, mm-hmm. and uh, now Donald Trump was stumping for him at a speech, and Donald Trump said he's my kind of guy, <laughs> and he thinks he's a great family man, mm-hmm. and things like that. Of um, course, A yeah. reporter like asked, like, do you regret bringing that up at the rally? Trump was like, of course not. That was a different world. He said, <laughs> that was a different world. So even Trump says his rally. Mean? I think he means like his rallies, like at Donald Trump rallies, mm-hmm. you're basically living in a different world. <laughs> I don't think you know what he, he means. Reality just doesn't make any sense. True. Yeah. All right. I think Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan should like. We like ten years from now, we should see who hit dementia first, mm-hmm. and and how badly it was defect like affecting either of them because it's off the rails. Yeah, how funny would it be if he got another term and we are stuck with like fully insane Donald Trump for a second term? Yes. So, uh, Elefante or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Elefante. Gene Fonte. Gene Fonte. Yeah, he got a misdemeanor, and I believe he got like a five hundred dollar fine. Um, no, it was dropped. Or no, it, he paid it three hundred eighty-five dollars. And then he went to twenty days in anger management. Well, good for him. Yeah, I but really he, hope that he won his election. Him out. So that really, mm. in hindsight, <laughs> probably a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. There's uh, in the news. There's also been a big race for Florida's governor mm-hmm. between Kemp and let me find out who he's running against. Okay. Um, however, Kemp as governor has purged the um, registered voters, and I can explain that. Yeah, explain what that means and who that affects. So, um, it basically affects African Americans. Right. Um, is Brian Kemp and no, I'm looking at the primary. Um, so the Republican Brian Kemp, anyway, mm-hmm. um, he passed a law that made it so um, they're called it's called an exact match law. Okay. So everything on your voters, like your ballot, mm-hmm. when you apply to or when you register to vote, has to match their information. Okay. So if your handwriting is messy, mm-hmm. or if like you misspell a street name, or if you add a space, or if you capitalize wrong, then you're not registered to vote. What? And this has caused. Um, 53,000 voter registration applications have been Mm -hmm. suspended because of this. Mm -hmm. Um, African-Americans make up 32% of the state's population, but they represent nearly 70% of the suspended applications. Wow. So uh, one of the causes that's been cited is um, some of these people have harder to spell names Mm -hmm. and things like that, and that is the reason that they have been expunged. Hmm. And this really goes to a larger effort by the GOP to prevent people from voting. Mm -hmm. So... um, like poll stations have been closed in in this race uh-huh. and like all over the US like voter ID laws have been presented and then struck down and then brought back up again and then mm-hmm. some have passed i think seven states have voter ID laws and there's been a big push to instill them in Michigan and obviously the president has wanted to instill voter ID laws mm-hmm. 
But this is like a coordinated effort by the Republican Party to prevent people from voting. Right. Which seems like like there's no way to make that to make you the good guy. Mm hmm. If if you're the if you're the the person like preventing people to voting and making it harder to get to polling stations, and in Georgia there was also a bus filled with elderly African Americans uh-huh. who were uh, trying to bus who were being bussed somewhere I mm-hmm. believe to be registered to vote mm-hmm. and they were then turned away. So wow. like just things like this that are so cut and dry, yeah, like clearly not good. Are so kind what of, do you think things like that mean for like the election this year? Um, for the I mean, when Republicans are power are are in power, there's really no, there's really nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Like if if he's the guy, if Kemp is the guy who can control how the votes are counted, then there's really no way to stop him unless he loses by a landslide. Mm-hmm. And even then, the more the longer he, time he has in office, and the more time he has to, uh, the more time he has to, like rig laws in his own image, mm-hmm. the harder it will be to right. get him out of office. Yeah, that's true. Uh, her, he's, Kemp is running against, um, Adams, Stacey Adams, who is the, okay. who was the, um, Democrat minority leader right now. Polls have it as a toss up. Mm-hmm. So that will be an interesting race. Yeah, um, we'll see. More and more and more polls have been shifting to toss up races across the United States, especially with with midterms coming up because mm-hmm. like between the Kavanaugh thing, yeah, energizing one both sides really, mm-hmm. and between like all these other like horrible like so the Republicans have been dancing around healthcare for years. Yeah. Basically since Obamacare went into power, mm-hmm. they've been criticizing healthcare. Mm-hmm. And then once the Republicans came into power, they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. With all of that uh, energy, and for some reason they're picking two weeks before midterms to tackle this. Yeah. So there's, which is a little suspicious. Yeah, especially because they're blatantly lying to yeah. their voters. <laughs> so a lot of the Republican ads will say like, "We're the ones protecting your pre-existing conditions." Mm-hmm. Pre-existing conditions basically make it so your insurance can't turn you down if you have, like, if you have a history of anxiety or depression or right. if you have cancer. Like, you can't mm-hmm. be turned down because of something that you had before. You went to see like right. insurance, and the Republicans have constantly voted against this. This was one of the reasons they voted against Obamacare, and it was one of the reasons that their attempts to repeal Obamacare mm-hmm. failed, and or passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they're just lying to their voters and saying we supported this. Democrats are going to take it away, right. when in reality, that is not at all the case. Mm-hmm. Um, there are tons of other examples of Republicans doing this. So, like, climate change, just Republicans blatantly lying about what it actually is. Right. It's kind of par for the course. In regards to the pre-existing conditions, though, where is, like, there were a couple different lists going around of things that would be considered, like, pre-existing conditions that aren't covered anymore. So, like, those are different under each bill. Okay. Um, in so, where some, is the bill that we actually should worry about? Is there one yet? There is not. There isn't one. Okay. Like, um, so previous efforts that the Republicans had to repeal Obamacare, I believe... There was like one effort that barely passed, but it didn't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like stripped away some of the funding for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no like current bill, but it obviously, if Republicans can maintain power um, through this midterm, then getting rid of more of the Obamacare policy is right. something that they might actually be able to do. 
Um, and then, of course, if Democrats do get power, they can stop these things. Yeah. And that's why Democrats are have been pounding on this. Mm-hmm. And Republicans, like, as or if you're a Republican in office who voted against keeping pre-existing conditions, there's no way for you to argue against that other than to say, no, I didn't. Right. So like a week after these people vote to gut pre-existing conditions, an ad comes out that says, oh, I would never do that. Mm-hmm. Of course, though. That's just how... They are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. Okay. So it, it's hard to like. So Republicans do this a lot. But yeah. the Republicans are really good at one thing. And that is getting their people to vote and mm-hmm. getting their people to self-identify as Republicans. Mm-hmm. So the three things, uh, God, guns, and Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. that gets fi- one of those three things gets 50% of the country. Like, okay. Like, it, uh, some portion of the country is attracted by those three things. Right, right. The Democrats don't have that. Mm-hmm. So, like, right off the top of your head, what are the biggest Democratic values? Like, what do Democrats really care about? Just off the top of my head? Yes. Um, uh, gun control, I guess. See, it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah. And if I ask you, what yeah. are the things Republicans care about? Well, God, guns and Ronald said, Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, and Ron- Reaganomics, essentially. Right. So... The Democrats are really bad at doing that. The yeah. Democrat or the Republicans are also really good at relabeling things mm-hmm. to make it sound like really bad. Mm-hmm. So um, there was a stipulation in Obamacare where you had to meet with like a counselor mm-hmm. to talk about like what would happen after you died, basically. Uh-huh. And the Republicans called it like death count, death chairs or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they made it really dark. And that was an incredible way to get people to. To not like something that is totally harmless. Yeah. And the reason the reason we call climate change climate change now is because climate change sounds less um, there's scary. less to worry. It sounds less scary than global warming. Right. And that was a Republican effort to rebalance that narrative. Mm-hmm. Fox did a really good video about looking at the timeline of parties' opinions on global warming, and they start from like 1998 and like uh-huh. go till now. And at the beginning, like during the Bush like post. Bush Gore, right. like both parties were on board. Like we need to do something about global warming. Really? And the, yeah, it's it was incredibly hmm. interesting to watch because I was I remember being a little kid. I was gonna and say like, I definitely don't remember that at yeah, all. Yeah, George <laughs> W. Bush advocating for legislation to to regulate like anything. Right. Is like was surreal to watch. <laughs> so it like goes through this timeline of slowly how we've partisanized this issue that wasn't partisanized at all before. Mm-hmm. And now it's just dribble. Like, if you ask Republicans what they think of climate change, like, if you ask Republicans in power, like, if you ask Newt Gingrich, what do you think about climate change? He's going to be like, oh, it's a liberal hoax, even though at one point he was one of the people promoting regulations for global warming. Why do you think that is? Um, Because it's easy. So I think that 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 effort to partisanize something that isn't partisan Mm -hmm. is just a way to get people to vote for you and not for them mm-hmm. and to, to give you money because it's mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. It's fear, right? right? So telling people that the Democrats are lying to you and it like even the conspiracy theorists have like main mainstream Republicans have promoted conspiracy theories saying that it's a liberal agenda to to charge you money and to hurt the U.S. economy. Yeah, which Things makes like no sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. It also makes no sense for People to think that their Republican congressman will vote to maintain pre-existing conditions, mm-hmm. but that <laughs> somehow goes out the window. 
really quick, what do you think about how both parties and kind of like most news outlets have kind of ignored, not really ignored, but not talked much about the UN report on climate ch- climate change? Kind of like brushed it under the rug. Okay. Um, let me get a drink of water before All I... All right, go ahead. <laughs> so that UN report doesn't mean anything to Republican base, okay. I don't think. They look okay. at this and they go, I don't care. So why haven't the Democrats really like, spoken up about it? Because they're really bad at figuring out what to tell their voters. <laughs> so Donald Trump was immediately like, the White House put out a statement that said, we don't agree with this, and even if this was true, it's too late. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats <laughs> were miserably late to to showing this off. Like mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders is one of the few Democrats who will like make that big stand on climate change and yeah. say like this is a really really bad problem. So, like during debates like and people asked like moderators asked Bernie Sanders, "What do you think the the biggest issue or the the what did they say? It was like what do you think the most challenging or the, most, the biggest like, threat pressing, to America yeah. is?" Yeah. And he said climate change without mm-hmm. a doubt. Mm-hmm. And like Bernie Sanders fans were like yes right and everybody else was like that's stupid like mm-hmm. what about terrorism mm-hmm. and so we're like that's a weird thing that the Democrats need to tackle and figure out how to do that right because one of those things is clearly scary and one of those mm-hmm. things is a boogeyman and the other one is yeah one of them is clearly much more pressing yeah. than the other so like when you say what like when you ask Joe Blow on the street what do you think mm-hmm. what are you more afraid of Terrorism or global warming? It'll be terrorism. Ten out of ten times. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be terrorism. But I think that's on purpose. They want you to be more afraid of terrorism because that's yeah. kind of a, an easier problem to deal with. You can point at so, something. Exactly. And you can say, see, like that guy showed, like there's, here's a video of it. Exactly. Whereas global warming doesn't really like exist in a, a tangible way. Right. And to fight global warming, you actually have to it costs make real a lot change. Of money. And, yeah. yeah. And not money that you can just pour into your... Military. military, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's another reason, like, the Democrats could have branded this a whole lot better and said, like, these Republicans are ignoring this issue. And this mm-hmm. is a huge issue that is going to affect you and your kids. And that's yeah. a play that really works. Like, say, if you care about right. your kids and your grandkids and the world they're going to live in, this is why we need to be environmentally conscious. And this Definitely. is why we need to we need to think about this. But there's also this, like, bleeding heart liberal thing that really hurts the environment, the global warming thing. Hmm. If you say, like... We should be good to the environment for the sake of the environment. Like that doesn't right. get any like that. Maybe like twenty percent of the population mm-hmm. agrees with that. Right. But if you say like you have to make it about the voter. Yeah, you have to life. make it about the voter, and you also have to make it an economic thing. Right. So if you say like if you, if you if you're a democratic propagandist mm-hmm. and you're making your ad to try and sell the population on climate change and why you should worry about it, mm-hmm. you should point out things like. This is really going to affect your livelihood. If you live on one of the coasts, right. then your house might just be gone. Mm-hmm. If you, It's really going to hurt you if you live in like the tornado belt or if you live anywhere a hurricane can strike because hurricanes have been getting worse and they're going to continue yeah. getting worse. Yeah. And it's if you look, tell farmers, hey, it's getting really hot and it's we're having a lot of droughts because global warming is actually changing something. So we yeah. need to prevent this or slow it down before it gets too much. Right. And those are things that Democrats can use to appeal to to middle America mm-hmm. and get them to care about climate change. Definitely. And it's also what they can do healthcare-wise. So if you say we're not like I watched a CNN has a really good um series where they take a decade and they break it down like mm-hmm. they go through like presidents and and right. TV and stuff like that. That's cool. And they had one where 
like Bill Clinton was talking mm-hmm. and they this lady had a sign that said no socialized medicine. It's uh-huh. like like you if you're a democrat you need to diffuse that and right. say like we're not trying to become a communist country like yeah. we just want to have a healthy country. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's why like you liked Abdul because that yeah, was one of his things. Exactly. Like, we just want Americans to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good way to get people to want like more government involvement in healthcare is like Definitely. And if we heard that more, because I don't really think I've ever heard the word healthy come out of that many politicians' mouths. No, so no. <laughs> I'm waiting for a Democrat to say, like, to get up like we need to make America healthy again. Yeah. Like that'd I be can good. I can see that speech coming through. We should do a whole podcast where we just brainstorm like political speeches or like yeah, political logos. positions. Like have make logos. America smart again. Make America smart again. Make, make America healthy. Make America farm again. That's a that's a North Dakotan slogan if I've ever seen one. Oh yeah, make 100%. North Dakota farm again. Yeah, that's a good idea. Make Michigan build again. <laughs> make Michigan build again. Bring back jobs. <laughs> so have you? Has anything happened in the Michigan race? Like. Because we're just spinning our wheels, like not us. Well, we are kind of specifically us, but like the Michigan politics, it's spinning its wheels right now. Nothing is happening. No, not much is happening. Um, and to be honest, I haven't kept extremely close track of the gubernatorial race or anything like that, just because I know who I'm going to vote for. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. But um, I'm almost positive in the debate between Gretchen Whitmer and Bill Schuette, they were asked about the Proposition 1 Mm-hmm. And she came out and said, yes, she supports it. And he said, no, he doesn't. Remind us what Prop 1 is. Um, that is to legalize recreational marijuana, correct? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm almost positive I'm sure that's, that's Prop 1. one. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's a big first step for her in Definitely. appealing. Although it's not uh, the riskiest step. No, like, no. Of all the things she can take a position on, that's probably the least risky is saying mm-hmm. the thing that's polling great. Mm-hmm. Like polling medium well. Right. Excuse me. And the things that her party clearly advocates True. I for. I think the majority of voters will still like stick with her. Maybe besides a few like older voters who are it's more on the conservative side, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. This is a perfect storm for Democrats in Michigan. We have Snyder coming off a term where he's not popular. Right. Poisoned. <laughs> one of the biggest cities in the state. And we have Shruti, who's not a, not a popular candidate at all. Um I think he is with Republicans, though. He is with a certain kind of Republican. Like, <laughs> nobody gets excited about him. Right. Do you remember when, um, this is a long time ago, so maybe not, but like when Snyder was running, like there were a, there was a lot of energy behind Snyder. No, I didn't like, even live in Michigan oh, at that okay, time. Oh, which so. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember talking to people, I, this was eight years ago, I would have been 12. <laughs> Still in politics also, at also age 12. Re- re- remembered him from running again. Right. But there's a lot of like... There was a whole lot of energy behind like one tough nerd, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was that was a like that was his campaign slogan, right. and a lot yeah. of Republicans were like, I I like this because he's like a businessman, he's not an average politician, right. things like that. Mm-hmm. Where Shooty is an average politician, yeah. and he's a dirty politician, and mm-hmm. he has history in politics. Yeah. Um, this is just a boring race. Like this is one of the <laughs> it most. It really is. Like 
like George's race we were talking about earlier, like that's mm-hmm. an exciting race, mm-hmm. even though people's voting rights are getting trampled on. It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing exciting no, about this. No, this one's kind of just, eh. We have two. I would say a lot more people that I know are voting in this election, but that has nothing to do with the candidates whatsoever. Yeah, it, it really does have to do with these proposals. And 100%. Especially, All of them are pretty important. Mm-hmm. So, I I might have to skip class on election day to go home and vote or else I won't be able to vote. Well, that's okay. I didn't do my absentee ballot in time. That's all right. They just passed a proposal to let students miss class and vote. I well, saw that. teachers are encouraged yeah. to let students go vote, which my, uh, some still... My teachers probably won't be the kind of teachers to do that. Really? Yeah. Um, although I'll have to talk to you about it. If you're a professor <laughs> out there listening, you should let your students just cancel class on election yeah, day. Yeah, you go vote. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Polls close at 8, right? Yes. And if you're in line... Before eight, they can't kick you out after. No. So if you, listener, are voting and they try to tell you to go home, do not go home. Stand in line (laughs) until your vote is cast. There you go. Are you going home to vote or did you do absentee? No, I'm not. I'm actually registered here at school. Lucky. I really should have done that. Yeah, I did that just because, you know, I knew I was going to be here. And I voted here um, in the 2016 election, too. Mm. But it was ridiculous. It took forever. I was in line for almost two hours. That's what I'm worried about. We had a a lot of people registered on campus, but those Mm -hmm. lines are going to be really long. Yeah, we have like one polling station (laughs) in the whole city. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. See how it goes. I might go early in the morning, honestly. I don't really? know because I can't really go they, at night because at I'm nine? working. I'm a strainer on election you, night. Me so. too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I yeah. can't go home and vote. I have to do that. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, interesting. Okay. So, no, I will not you be voting. You can still on go home and day. vote. I cannot go home. You That's can't a two drive and a half hour day? drive. So, I do that all the time. And I have to be a stringer. So, I need to be back by night. Yeah. So, come back at night. Go home the night before. Oh. Stay in the morning. Come Ooh. back. I have class till 7.30 the night This before. podcast is like viable proof that you aren't going to vote and you don't want that. It's going to be held against me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll just. You need to figure something uh, out. Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right. Anyway. What were we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> um, is there any, have you been following like elections here between candidate, like down ballot candidates? Honestly, no. Really? Have you? Um, yes, because I've been reporting right. on them. Tell me um, about it. You have been. I forgot about that. Let me pull it up. Cause, okay, so Jerry Hillard is challenging incumbent uh, John Mullianar, I believe. Okay. Um, I think this is for State House 30-something district. Um, basically, the Democrat is like an actual progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening to this and you see Jerry Hillard's name on your ballot, you should absolutely vote for Jerry Hillard. Um, and then Mullianar is your typical like conservative, voted against mm-hmm. net neutrality, mm-hmm. anti Obamacare, um, and by extension anti pre existing conditions. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. So if that's your cup of tea, go for it. Um, yeah, I th- that's <laughs> like it, the Democrats on some of these ballots are interesting, but okay. unfortunately, I don't think they have a very good shot. What do you mean by that? Um, so this is a really Republican area, obviously. Yeah. And the two that are coming to mind in this area. Mm-hmm. So Mark Bignell is another Democrat running for a seat here. Yeah. Or no, wait, I might have got that name wrong. Uh, anyway, the Democrat running for the seat here is um, not a very strong Democratic candidate. Okay. Yeah. So it's just things like that. And Jerry Hillard's like kind of a 
like he's a pretty decent candidate. Mm -hmm. Um, However, he's running against an incumbent who's pretty popular and has done some has passed some legislation to try and get um, like specific areas to vote for him. Like he's passed um, insurance to help protect Native Americans Mm -hmm. um, get like refunds for their insurance. Mm -hmm. So like that's nice. Excuse me. Yeah. Like things like that are are what's like helping him. Right. And it's not like Republicans need a ton of help here anyway. Yeah, um, not so at all. I'm not overly hopeful for the Republican or for the Democrats Democrat. running in this area. Right. Just because it seems like it's kind of an uphill battle. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I think it's very Republican place. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hopefully that's changing. Like if if students did get involved and like slowly there were more easier ways to vote here. Mm-hmm. I think that this could be a big democratic area and during election like presidential elections Mm -hmm. like campuses like cmu how how big is our student body roughly twenty thousand. okay so right around there roughly fifteen thousand people voting for you in this lump area Mm -hmm. would be a huge boon or not a boon a huge asset it would it would really help um in in michigan which is now kind of a purple state so Mm -hmm. like we went for trump And we voted for Bernie Sanders in the Democratic primary. And mm-hmm. before that, we voted, for, I think we, Obama won Michigan both terms. Um, so, like, yeah, Michigan is a purple, as purple as it gets, really. Michigan, right. Florida, and then now Texas. Well, Texas is becoming more and more purple. I would say in regards to, like, CMU, when the students are here during the year, you do kind of see, like, an extra Democratic vibe. I don't know how to... It's describe very liberal. it. Just, it is pretty liberal during the school year. Like when um, earlier in the year, we had the March for Our Lives in downtown Mount Pleasant, mm-hmm. and almost 800 people attended, which that's crazy. for a pretty Republican town, like that's a pretty big deal. And there, yeah. it wasn't mostly students. It was probably half and half of really? like Mount Pleasant residents that's of all ages. Me. People brought their kids. There were older people there. Like it was awesome. And that's a pretty liberal movement. Yeah. The professors here have a lot of political power. They really that I do. I think a lot of them underestimate. It's mm-hmm. so like them showing. I'm sure a lot of those people were faculty, like professors here, because those are obviously going to be the most active, and they're probably going to have the most. I don't want to say time, but they're probably going to have the most like priority to do that. Definitely. Um, like they're going to be the most politically involved, especially because professors. they have considerable influence with students. Yeah, and you classes can tell hundreds of students a day to go vote, or you yeah. can. You can indoctrinate them them into the liberal conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even say that. (laughs) For some some reason, uh, it's that that Republican plot line that professors are indoctrinating students into liberalism Mm -hmm. is just insane to me. (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty insane. Actually, I had a professor kind of break down why that notion is and why um, college professors tend to be more liberal. Mm -hmm. And that's like... When you go to college, you're just already in a liberal environment and you learn from people. Yeah. So you're, as a liberal, comfortable in that in the academia. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a conservative being brought up in academia, you mm-hmm. might say, oh, this isn't for me. Like, these people aren't like me. And you might right. go into the business world. Where if you're, like I said, a liberal student and you have liberal teachers mm-hmm. and you say, okay, this is kind of like my people. This is where I belong. Mm-hmm. And then you go into academia and then that cycle restarts forever and ever. Right. I would say it's still pretty common to have conservative professors. I there's not a single conservative professor in the political science department. Really? Yeah. That is surprising. I asked. I was doing interviews for the Kavanaugh mm-hmm. uh, Q and A. I saw that. 
and one professor, I will not name names, <laughs> I was like, is there any like conservative political science professors that I can talk to? And she uh-huh. she was like, oh, that's an oxymoron. Wow. Or like that something, is funny. something along those lines. She's like, right. yeah, there's none yeah, of us yeah. here. And I was like kind of shocked and I was like, I kind of get it though. Yeah. I mean, it made sense. There's not a lot of, at least that I've had, there's not a lot of journalism professors who are conservative. Yeah, I've had. And they are not afraid to let you know that. (laughs) I feel like a lot of the business professors are conservative. Oh, 100%. A lot of the business students are conservative. Let's take the academic colleges and like rank them on a. (laughs) How conservative are they? I'm going to pull some up. All right, let's do it. We're going to see. Okay. um, (laughs) CMitch.edu. Okay. Let's go. We're going to go like big picture, like the big six colleges. The colleges. So okay. We're going to uh, have to describe what they are for okay. people who don't attend. CMU. College of the Arts and Media, Music, Dance, Theater, Public Relations, Broadcasting, and Journalism are just a few. The academic offerings in CMU's College of Arts and Media. Um, okay. So that's our college that's that our houses college. the journalism department. Yes. So that's, what are we, scale of one to 10? Uh, I'm going to go through them all, and then okay. we'll, we'll right, plot right. them down. Okay. College of Business Administration. More than 4,000 students are involved in the blah, 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 blah. Entrepreneurship, accounting, economics, finance, law management, um, business information systems, marketing, and hospitality. College of Education and Human Services. Uh, education, counseling, event planning, dietetics, I think. I hope that's <laughs> not the... One of them is the Scientology thing, and I don't want to... That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, and nutrition, through, like, fashion, um, College of Health Professions, that's pretty self-explanatory, mm-hmm. liberal arts and social sciences, mm-hmm. English history, women and gender studies. I think that's our candidate for most liberal. College of Medicine, College of Science and Engineering, so biology, chemistry, engineering, physics, meteorology. So, most liberal, probably College of Liberal Arts and Social Sciences. Hmm... I don't know, actually. Just women kind of, and gender studies. Women and gender studies, yes, but I did work in one of those departments in that college, and I guess, I don't know, that's just my interaction, but a lot of the people who are in charge over there were pretty conservative. Okay. and then, I would say the ideas they teach and the professors are extremely liberal. Okay. But Would then arts and media, you think, would be the most liberal? Yeah, I think that's okay. first is most liberal. So Bernie Sanders liberal, we have... <laughs> Arts and media. And then yep. second most, do you want to go liberal arts and social yes, sciences? Yes. All right. Third. Those are the easiest. Those are the easy ones. Mm-hmm. So left we have College of Science and Engineering, College of Medicine, uh, Health Professions, which, uh, yeah, Health Professions, mm-hmm. Education and Human Services, Business Administration. Okay. I'd say maybe education. Yeah. I would agree yeah. with that one. So okay. like, yeah. Education is third. Yep. Education is third. Um. I'm going to lump in health professions and medicine. Okay. Well, um, I'd say that's pretty close to the bottom. I think that's... Hmm. Well, okay, so it's them, engineering, and business. Okay, business is... Most conservative. The most far. conservative Trump-esque. <laughs> Businessman. Um, <laughs> then now we have medicine and... Uh, I'd say... Engineering. All right. Science Your choice. Engineering. These might be like, uh, these might be like Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton. Like they're pretty much the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. One's just blue and one's red. Right. I think that's, I think. Okay. I think medicine might be the Hillary Clinton while engineering is the Jeb Bush. <laughs> All right. So 
medicine than engineering than business. Yep. All right. Now going down, we have in our Bernie Sanders position, we have College of Arts and Media. In our, um, I'm trying to think of a like in like a Cory Booker level, <laughs> we have College of Liberal Arts and Social Sciences, um, and then like a mm, who's like left but kind of like like you. Like, what are you trying like to say? Pretty moderate, but still Gretchen liberal. Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer. <laughs> you think medical? Really? Okay, center All left right. was like where I put Hillary Clinton. So I, I, I'm assigning Hillary Clinton to the. That's their persona. I think Gretchen Whitmer and Hillary Clinton. Okay, we'll do Gretchen Whitmer for They're education. Kind of the same, but yeah, I'd say Gretchen Whitmer yeah. education. And then for our health, we have Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then for Jeb Bush, is Jeb Bush even like elected right now? I don't even think Jeb Bush has a seat. Physical education. We put him as science and engineering. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> um, and then yeah, business, business is Ted Cruz. Is Trump. Trump or slash Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you there you have it. Um, if there you're you a student it. in any of those colleges, uh, this is the finite the 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 definite guide. This to, is just our opinion, and it doesn't mean anything. This is hard news. <laughs> it's the opinion of two students, neither of whom major in political science. I minor in political science, Not the which same as a makes major. me an expert. <laughs> I I love my minor in political science. If you're out there and you need and you're just like scrolling through minors and you need something that's fun. I probably would love those classes. They're yeah. pretty like debate debating like yes. esque, right? I've had uh, like very like I had great political thinkers, mm-hmm. which and like I- ideologies, uh-huh. which is like almost all debate and like that sounds it was cool. just students raising their hand talking right. about whatever they wanted. That's awesome. And then right now I'm in Model UN. Oh, that's which is so cool. The United Nations, except yeah. like you go. We're going to a thing in Chicago. That's awesome. And, like, we're Estonia and Latvia. Mm -hmm. So we have to, like, look up that country's history and, like, all about them and how that country would portray themselves. Like, countries who are like Russia have to, like, act like Russia does. Like, they have to be kind of dicks. Really? To everybody else. Yeah. That's so fun. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, like, a very nerdy, fun thing to do. I would love that. (laughs) What's even nerdier is that I am not part of the school's, like, delegation. I'm an an international press delegate. Okay. So I'm, like, a reporter in this pretend model United (laughs) Nations. You're a pretend reporter in the pretend UN. Yes. Okay. But then I write articles for their not real, for their paper that they give only to model UN. So like, I'm like several layers deep of the 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 nerdiness. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, awesome. You can be like some girl in the class is a judge. Mm-hmm. So like she's doing like international like legislation and stuff like that. Do you guys get really into it too? Uh, okay, so the people who are returning are really into it, mm-hmm. and then like when we're just doing the debates in class, like mm-hmm. nobody else really is. Right. Um, but it's still fun. Like I bet. We that have to, sounds pretty fun. We have to draft resolutions, mm-hmm. and like me, I was Azerbaijan, which is like one of the most insignificant countries on this entire earth. Uh-huh. We're I've doing never like, heard of it in my yeah, life. It's like what is it? It's called Azerbaijan. It was part of the Soviet Union, and then okay. like, broke off, and it's right. basically a Russian puppet now. Okay. And me and Russia and like three other countries were like, let's just make some silly legislation. Uh-huh. So we drafted a bill to send um, migrants to Mars. How did it do? Um, well, our class needs to vote on it. 
Right now we have seven signatures. Please keep me updated on I will that. How many signatures? How big is this class? I want to know everything I about this class. I want to say there's class. like 20-something people in the class. Can everyone do it? Yes. Every, you don't need to be a poli-sci minor. There's no, no prereq. You can just there, go play. What? I don't think there's a prerequisite. What requirement does this meet for your graduation? It's just a uh, uh, political science Just a class? class. Yeah. Wow. It, it's That's an, interesting. I think it also fits one of the UPs. Okay. May or may not. It's a really fun class. And you get to go to Chicago fun. this semester. And then if you take it next semester, you get to go to New York or somewhere else. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. That's all right. Good to know. I have to wear a suit. Nice. And uh, somebody in the class told me to get like a paperboy hat and put like a little card in it that <laughs> says <it>. press. <laughs> and I said, I wouldn't be caught dead in a fedora. <laughs> so no. They're like, yeah, you're right. That's fedoras awesome. look ugly. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Anything else before we wrap? Um, I don't think so. Did anything else important happen? While we were talking, let me refresh Twitter. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, Donald. Oh, Donald Trump pulled out of a nuclear arms agreement that we've had since like the 80s. Really? With Russia. So that's mm-hmm. dumb. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just all stupid. Right. That's all you have to say about yeah. that. <laughs> With that stupidness, uh, we'll sign off. All Thank right. you everyone for listening. Have a Thank good day. Thank you.